0: So, I wake up this morning thinking about all the new stories of this past week, and this song is kind of running around in my head, and the more I thought about it, the more that it seemed to fit. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Okay, I get it. For many of you, that may have not been the song that you would have selected to use uh, to open the program, but it is true. We are flirting with disaster. Let me say that again so it is totally clear to you. We are flirting with disaster. I've never seen anything like this. I thought that I did. I've never seen anything of this scale of incompetence, of Bible prophecy seemingly coming together before our very eyes in ways that I could never imagine possible even 20 years ago. You remember about 20 some odd years ago, we were worried about Y2K, which never happened. We were told planes would fall out of the sky. Well, in essence, in many ways, they are today at least in a metaphorical term. Look, look what's happening in the Middle East. Look what's happening in Afghanistan. How do professionals, professional generals and colonels and majors and captains, how do they get this whole thing so absolutely wrong? You would think that after 20 years of experience on the ground in Afghanistan, you would understand the nation, you would understand the culture, you would understand the dangers, the perils, the possibilities. Yet think these professionals, like General Mark Milley, as somebody called him (laughs) a thoroughly modern Milley, because he's more concerned about gender dysphoria and critical race theory than he is being a general of the United States Army. This is insane. Talking about critical race theory as Afghanistan falls apart before our very eyes. Listen to me carefully. The last time the United States government, I said it yesterday... The last time we legitimately won a war was in 1945. 1945. In May, the surrender of Germany. And in August, the surrender of Japan, ending the Second World War. For those that say, what about Korea? Well, that is a stalemate. That is a ceasefire. That's all it is. We still have troops facing each other across that demilitarized zone. That war has never ended. It's still, it's still there. Vietnam. Well, obviously, that didn't work out too well. 50-some-odd thousand young men dead. And we watched the helicopters evacuating people out of the embassy, just like we saw helicopters evacuating the embassy in Kabul, Afghanistan. How embarrassing embarrassing could that be to our nation? With the billions of dollars we have in the military, in equipment, in armament, in training... Some of the best military toys money can buy. This is what we get. A country overrun in a matter of days, in just a weekend. By a force of soldiers that come literally out of the dark ages. And they're taking over... Billions with a B dollars worth of left behind American armament and equipment and supplies. I thought about it this morning. So, how do I approach this and some of the other things going on in our world today? I'm trying to find hope in all of this, and sometimes it's more difficult. But you know what? You want to know something? Here's what comes to mind, and I'm going to share a couple of other news stories in this first half of the program. Here's what comes to mind. We in the United States, we in the United States for a number of years have been in this great falling away. Let me, let me say that as clear as I can I can make it to you. We have been involved in this country, in Canada, in the United Kingdom, in Australia, the entire Western world. We have been caught up in a great falling away. Let me take you to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should not overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day, we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Here's where we're at. And whether we're coming into a time of great tribulation or the great tribulation, I'm, I'm, not, going to, I'm not going to pretend that I have that answer. We know from history, we know over the past 2,000 years, there have been severe times of trial and tribulation for the Church of Jesus Christ on this earth. We know that. We know that for hundreds of years in the Roman Empire, the practice of Christianity was forbidden as it is in Afghanistan now, today, under the Taliban. Yet Christians, in places where Christianity was permitted, actually was encouraged, and a part of our, shall we say, make-up as a nation, there has been what the Bible calls a great falling away. You see that very clearly in the book of 2 Thessalonians, You find that in chapter 2. And here's what St. Paul writes to the church at Thessalonica. Beginning at verse 3. In chapter 2. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. There come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Verse 4, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Are you following what's, what's coming? When I do this radio program, I bring you these bits and pieces of the news, and, and I want today, more than any time I've ever done this program, In almost the past year, we need to understand that what we are probably seeing, this is just my opinion now, this is not prophecy, this is not some kind of word of knowledge or whatever else, I am looking at a world that is radically changed from the world that I knew just ten years ago, just 20 years ago, just thirty years ago, radically different. I know we had sin, we had problems, we had all kinds of, of things that were, well, horrifically bad. But nothing like I'm seeing today. If you don't if you don't see this, maybe where you live, you don't see it yet. But I'm telling you that even in Great Britain, even in Germany, even in Australia, the United States, Rapidly, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ is beginning to be called hate speech. Especially when you go against what the world now cherishes more than anything else. This new diversity of our sexuality, our gender identities... We are finally seeing the generation that gave us the the phrase, if it feels good, do it. They are now the reprobates that are in charge of our government today. We have the most reprobate-minded presidency I can ever remember in my life because it's not the president I really believe mentally and physically he is incapable of doing the job. He is propped up. But there is a legion of very demonic spirits that have invaded those that are advising him, controlling him. I think one of the saddest things that I have ever seen so far from, from this White House, and there's been a lot of things that have been very very concerning that have come out of this white house number 1 and i noticed somebody else pointed this out on the tv and maybe you've noticed it too in the past in the past since the uh, the 20th of january pretty much anytime the president has come out to speak on any particular issue anytime there's a major event The president has pretty much always come out with his vice president always nearby. Think about that for a moment. He comes out to speak and she's always nearby. Kamala Harris. The other day, as everything was falling apart before the world's collective eyes in Afghanistan... They bought Joe Biden back from his vacation at Camp David. They showed this picture of him sitting alone at this massive desk, staring at TV screens. And then they brought him back to the White House where he came out to address the nation. It was almost an incoherent speech that we'll fix it, everything is fine, and then he just turns and walks away with the press, the, the news press that normally fawns all over him and protects him from real questions. Up until this, how often has President Biden, by most of the press corps, there are a couple of exceptions, I mean, when does CNN... MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, Washington Post, New York Times. When do their reporters ever ask Joe Biden the tough questions? They don't. Because they don't want the rambling answer to be ever seen by the American public. So he gets what are often called softball questions. And so we look at what's happening in Afghanistan. And it's a precursor in my opinion of some of the things that are going to be coming to the world in the not too distant future. Look at Afghanistan. We talk about this on this program and I know many only hear this program on the weekend edition. But I want to share something with you that really, really needs to be loud and clear in your mind. For most of history, Christians have been persecuted. They have lived doing things illegal because worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ in many societies was totally illegal. I ran across this story, and this will kind of give us our transition point here so you'll understand what I'm trying to tell you about this falling away and where we are heading. Back in the year 476, more or less, less than 500 years after the birth of Christ, There was a young man by the name of Romulus. He was the 16 year old ruler of the Roman Empire and a Germanic king. By the way, people don't know this, but a lot of the Roman army back during their heyday of the Roman Empire were not Italians from, from Rome. Many of them came from what we now know as Germany, they were fierce warriors. And this young Roman Empire was forced to abdicate by this German king, Odeker, because of his youth. He was not killed, sent to live with his relatives. The Senate sent the imperial insignia to Constantinople and then dissolved itself. At least in Europe, the Roman Empire ceased to exist. It came apart. It fell apart. And the event was actually a long time coming. It wasn't sudden. It wasn't shocking. It was the result of centuries of increasing numbers of military defeats. Hmm. I think we're seeing something like that in our nation, the United States, today. I think we're seeing it pretty much in the Western world today. We look back to World War II. That's 75-some-odd years ago. And we haven't won a war with all that we've spent, all that we've done. And as these Germanic peoples moved all over the the region, and from even the Russian regions, there was a cultural change whereby the Romans over the generations gradually lost their faith in their founding ideals, what they considered their exceptionalism. And they even had their own pandemics going on. It was a result of an increasing disruption in their supply chain. (laughs) And, And they lost control of their trade routes. I'm having something shipped right now on an international basis. It's taking forever. Shipping has been disrupted. So let's look at our nation. Let's look at the Western world. Since the end of World War II... And even after the fall of the Soviet Union, the United States and Western Europe came up with a new world order, so to speak, one based on a common set of values. Also, the military power of the United States was kind of the glue that kept it together. Look at us today. A country like Afghanistan, we've been there twenty years. You'd think we know something. You would think somebody at the Pentagon would have a would have a clue of what was going to happen when you created this massive vacuum when we pulled out our military. And here's what seems so insane about this. This is why I say there is this mass confusion. The Bible talks about that, too. These are the leaders of our country that should know better, that, that just have lost all common sense as they're chasing after critical race theory and transgenderism, and two women uh, can, can be a husband and wife, or two men can have a baby. I mean, this is, the, this is the stuff the military worries about today. And so they couldn't even logically come up with a plan to leave Afghanistan. Afghanistan. How do you leave tens of thousands of Americans behind? And your only clue is, oh, you just need to get to the airport. Come on. The Taliban has got a ring around that airport. You're not getting in. They're going door to door looking for Christians. By the way, you did not know this, I bet. Christianity was flourishing in parts of Afghanistan over the past 10 or 15 years missionaries went in there converted people to Christ now these people that have given themselves to Christ know they will probably lose their life for the sake of Christ because the Taliban is going door to door looking for phone records looking for anything they will kill the Christians and what do we do? the president's on vacation the vice president was caught saying a few, I can't repeat, expressions that she didn't want to be involved in this you-know-what. And she's been conspicuously absent. The House and Senate, they're on their August recess until sometime after Labor Day. Hey, that's about two weeks away. And I think the Pentagon's been out to lunch For too long, while they chase down critical race theory and transgenderism and gays in the military, this is what has become so important to the brass. These political hacks that are now in charge of our defense are proving to be the total disasters and dangers, the kind of thing that... Destroyed the Roman Empire. You want to know something? America is tired. As somebody wrote. It no longer believes in itself and no longer celebrates its founding, its history. It could care less about its manufacturing capacity because we get all the stuff cheap from China. China. The very thing that actually destroyed Nazi Germany, besides chasing after the Jewish people, and I believe that is one of the curses that they faced from God for their defeat. Germany started outsourcing too much of its stuff. It lost its faith and its religion and its spiritual spiritual directions. Now you look at many of the Lutheran Bible-believing Lutheran pastors of the first half of the 20th century in Germany, many were executed and put in concentration camps because they spoke out against the evil government of Adolf Hitler. And they, as the expression we use today, they've been gaslighting each other on how good we really are. If nothing changes, and if the Lord Jesus Christ should tarry, and this is just a time of increased, intense persecution and trials and tribulations, we can look forward to nothing more than a decay of our politics and our culture. Think about that for a moment. We are on the verge of of an absolute and total collapse. We can't sustain what we're doing in this country much longer. Think about this. We are piling debt upon debt upon debt. You had the Congress and the Senate debating things like three trillion with a T dollars in all kinds of weird, unnecessary spending that puts a drag on the economy devalues your money, which means that if you're on a fixed income, and a lot of you are, I am. My wife and I are retired. I don't get paid to do this radio program. Some of our income has little built-in cost of living, but it never keeps up. So over time, we get farther and farther behind. Because as anybody will tell you, whenever you put new money into circulation... It's debt. That's all it is. More debt. In less than a year, 20% of the currency or the dollars per se in the economy have been placed in there as new debt, which means if you're really intellectually honest, your money's probably worth 20% less than it was a year or two ago. Think about that. It probably is. Look at gasoline prices, look at food prices. They reflect even worse than that. Though they try to tell you it's not that bad, I don't see how you can do it. It is that bad. Then I run into this story to give you an idea of what's going on in Afghanistan today. There's some stories that stand out. There's a little road near the near the airport of Kabul where British soldiers have been You know, in the shade waiting for their turn to head back and get out of that country. There's kind of a razor wire defense for these British soldiers. And there's one of the most heartbreaking scenes I've ever seen. Mothers are throwing their children over that fence to the British soldiers so their children can get out of what's going to be a hell on earth country under the Taliban. And our government could not see it coming. This, my friend, is what a reprobate mind looks like. You are seeing it in action. It runs around talking about sexual diversity, gender identity, critical race theory, everything except what is right, everything that is prudent and everything that is logical. Those things are tossed to the side. Somebody once wrote, maybe we're getting the government we as a people deserve. Look over the past 40 to 50 years. In the United States. Look at what's happened in Canada. You've got the leader you deserve up there for many of the things that have occurred with the falling away from your faith in Christ. God will give you what you deserve. Look at France. Look at Germany. Look at England. Look at Canada, the United States. The once powerful nations. And many in their history had a great example of people that surrendered and gave their life to Christ. Now, now they give their life to an iPhone. That's their God. We're coming under a time of judgment. And I don't know, like I say, is this the great tribulation or is this just a tribulation? I don't know. Everything about how we've dealt with the pandemic is a concern to me. I've come to conclude a few things, and I'm going to just say it. I have a couple of audio cuts I may get to in the next segment that I found Whether I have time for them or not, I don't even know right now. The Lord is just laying on my heart to prepare you so you are not deceived, so you are not blinded, so you're not taken by surprise. St. Paul writes to that church at Thessalonica. Chapter 2. Listen carefully right here. Starting at verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this carefully. And this is a warning that has been no longer heeded in Canada. A warning no longer heeded in the United States. A warning no longer heeded in France or anywhere pretty much in Europe. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught whether by word or our epistle now our lord jesus christ himself and god even our father which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work we're no longer faithful not at all. We have turned our back on an almighty God. As the saying goes, we've poked the bee's nest. So don't be surprised of what may come. I've got more to share on the other side. I'm just getting, I'm just getting started. I had plans for this program and I can see as I started the program within minutes I can see it changing direction. I have no idea which way it's going to go. But I hope you stay with me. Do you believe in the work that we're doing a truth to ponder? If you do, we pay for our airtime on the radio stations. I'm making some decisions over the next couple of weeks about some of the other outreaches we've we've been trying to use. And I'm beginning to think that some things are maybe not as viable as others. Radio apparently is the best place for us to be. And I pray that this voice can be on more stations in the not-too-distant future. I'm going to be working on the website hopefully over the next week to ten days. I'm looking for some help on that. Pray that I find what I need. I would like the website to be more concise have the ability to put more information on a regular basis to you where it's more user-friendly both for me and for you and takes you right to the programs if you want to hear them. If you want to help in this work, if you can help us financially, our mailing address is 2121 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in sky valley two words sky valley georgia and our zip code is 30537 by the way when you put down that two that you know that number 21 berkshire number 263 the 263 just so you know is what they have up here in this tiny little community and it's our it is our secure box so you don't worry about what gets sent 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And we will be right back with more of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Let me tell you about
1: a mess. Shalom Aleichem. This is The Nice Jewish Boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish Connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get a pen ready so you don't miss receiving a special gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Alright, the mess. A Jewish teenager grows up in a traditional home, finds herself pregnant, and she's not married. In ancient Israel, this warranted being stoned to death. The whole family and town would be scandalized. Meanwhile, there's a government census going on. Her fiancé has to leave or has to take her. So, here's this teenage woman, pregnant yet before marriage, without any believable explanation why she's pregnant, traveling with her husband on a donkey in the rough of the outdoors and to an obscure village. And when they get there, she's ready to give birth, but there's no room. She's had to give birth in a Feeding trough of an animal habitat. It seems as if everything's going wrong. It seems like a bundle of messes all wrapped together as one. That's the story of Messiah's birth. A bundle of messes. And yet it's through all these messes that the ancient Hebrew prophecy of Micah, written seven centuries before, finally gets fulfilled perfectly. You, Bethlehem, he will go forth perfectly. At the time, it looked like a mess, but when they looked back and read Micah's ancient prophecy, no doubt they sat back in awe as to how it all worked together so perfectly. And God used every mess to work it all together, even their scandal, their tax problem, the Roman government, all to move a poor Jewish woman from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Nothing was out of God's control. And how much more is that true for your life? When you look at your situation, my friend, or your life, it might seem like a mess or filled with messes, but in the end, you'll see as you love the Lord and follow him, all your messes were just threads that he used to weave together a quilt of perfection. Want more? Ask for the emperor, the tax, and the miracle. Now, what if I offered you a million dollars? Well, something better. Something that'll help give you a strong and victorious life. A free subscription of sapphires, vitamins for your spirit, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple doors all free. You'll love it. And the incredible Mystery of the Temple doors. You'll be so blessed. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But call now, one 800 yeshua H-U-A-1 Now the harvest is great and the labors are few I invite you to join me in the harvest You don't need a plow, just an open heart and a pen You can reach the unreached peoples of this world Just call now 1-800-YESHUA-1 That's Y-E-S H-U-A-1 or write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, whatever you got. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, zip, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. That's to write me direct, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Ben Elohim, the son of God.
0: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. I can honestly tell you, this is one of those rare times as I come back on this second half of the Truth to Ponder program, I almost feel like, uh, you know, one of these circus performers going out there in the tightrope with no net underneath me. For whatever reason today, it just feels very different as I produce this program. Much of what I had planned to do and already had, you know, as they say in the business, in the can that I was going to use on today's program, it suddenly, as I come out of this break, doesn't feel right. Not for today. Not for today. I am thinking in terms of just tie it all together. It's not one little thing here, one little thing there, one little thing over somewhere else even before the pandemic. I'm going to go back 18, 19, 20 months, almost not not quite two years ago. We'll just say the fall of 2019. There was a lot going on in my personal life in terms of my ministry work. I was feeling this urgency and I was trying to discern and to this day I'm beginning to look back now and see why things went the way they did in God's timing, and God's plan. But I was thinking, you know, not quite two years ago, that time is getting short, and church planning needs to be done. And I already was talking about, back on the weekend show, that's all I had at that time. I just did the one... One Day a Week weekend show, your weekend show, covered a bunch of topics about life. But today, it's a whole different different world. And the pandemic is not really the reason. It's just a catalyst that got everybody's attention. Now, I'm going to say only a few words about this pandemic. It is my opinion. It is my reasoned conclusion. And once again, I don't say it's a word of prophecy or some kind of word of knowledge. I'm just telling you, I'm looking at it with just (laughs) the eyeballs of common sense, you know, a clean pair of glasses, 2020 vision hindsight. We've been lied to all the way through this pandemic by our government and by the guy put in charge, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I've just come to conclude the man is incapable of telling the truth. He tries to explain his lies like it's for your own good. But I think it's far more sinister because I've just come to believe that the corruption and the evil in some people's hearts to break the laws, to develop bioweapons is not that far-fetched. And I think in spite of Laws that said you can't, we did. He did and others did. And all of this effort, this mad dash effort to crush COVID-19 last year at all cost, started with this idea that this is a man-made bioweapon. We got to get rid of it now. What, oh my Lord, what have we released on the earth, whether by design or mistake? Telling the truth on where it came from, would get you shut down on YouTube. There's no doubt in my mind or anybody's mind these days that has any common sense that this thing was engineered and came out of a lab in Wuhan or something to that effect. This was not a naturally occurring virus. That's why there's been this ultra, we got to get rid of it. They don't want any fingerprints pointing back. And the deeper they get in, the worse it gets. Okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's keep everybody at home. Let's lock it all down. Let's let's shut it down. Keep people from even seeing each other. Destroy the economy if that's what it takes. Destroy children's psychological health by putting a face covering on them. It doesn't work. And let's be honest. Only an N95 properly fitted which is something that's never gonna happen with everybody, is the only thing that might work. Everything else is just theater. You should know it. I know it. The real studies prove it. But all these leaders run around trying to crush this virus because they they know, they've probably been told, hey, we gotta, we gotta get rid of this thing because it's it's evidence. <laughs> evidence of a horrific crime against the world. That's what I think that it is. And that's why in desperation, in desperation, they're rushing out these so-called vaccines. And now, if you are paying attention and not listening to the fluff and the fraud on CNN and elsewhere, like our CDC, it's obvious the vaccines really are not working There were high hopes back in, oh, I don't know, November when they were announced and December and the rollout on December the 20th. We're finding out now that they're not working and they're doing things to manipulate the numbers to make you think that it's helping. But they're not working. They're talking about a third dose. They don't want to call it a booster, but I guarantee you by next year, they'll be talking about shot four, shot six, shot twenty four are desperate to get rid of this. And they don't trust the immune system built by God to help in that endeavor. So we have that on one side of the ledger going on in our world. Enough said. We're going to leave it alone. We have a serious problem on our hands. But we've been having another problem that has been coming for decades. This falling away And this is a specific sign that St. Paul gave that among those who claim to be Christians, you know, the cultural Christians, don't even care about being cultural anymore. And even some people that made a profession for Christ have walked away. There is a great falling away. It's a revolt against God. And it's happening. It's been happening, and it's going to continue to happen. Why would it happen, and how does it happen? How could tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of true Christians, turn away from God before Jesus returns, if this, in fact, is the great falling away and the great tribulation? All of God's rebellious people, and and face it, there are a lot of rebellious people out there. Those that fail to repent will suffer terribly. The man of sin, Saint Paul prophesies. He's talking about, you know, the, the man of sin, the son of perdition. We we read that in 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 2 Thessalonians. There's going to be a shakening in this world. There's going to be a change, and you're going to see what St. Paul talks about in the book of Romans, this reprobate mind. I can't make it any more clear. The reprobate mind. We're seeing it. A reprobate mind thinks that it's doing right. It thinks that it's got it figured out. It thinks that it's so smart. Yet to those that have the eyes to see, it is total folly and insanity. Ever met somebody that has had a serious mental illness and they become delusional? You know, the type that think they're somebody else like Napoleon or what have you. They're delusional. They're suffering a great delusion. The Bible says there's going to be a worldwide delusion upon a large number of people. And they will think that they are wise. They profess themselves to be wise, but they're nothing but total fools. And those in the body of Christ will recognize it. You know, when St. Paul wrote to Timothy, talking about the last days, and, and really this part of our human nature has always been there. There's always been perilous times, there always will be perilous times. But there's coming that time where there's no turning back. And know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. This is chapter 3 of Second Timothy. For men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Man, we see that on television now. You didn't You didn't see that on TV in the 40s when it started in 1948 or the 1950s or 60s. Not even really the 70s or 80s or 90s, but boy, you see it now. Even on network TV, blaspheming God. Disobedient to parents. Yep, and now you have the schools teaching your child. Saw that video the other day. A middle school teacher telling her, her students, you don't have to do what your parents tell them. Your parents are fools. This is what your schools are now doing to your kids. They're telling them God is nothing but a sky fairy you shouldn't waste your time believing in. Your parents are fools and ignorant. And then it says, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Natural affection, like in a family situation, husband, wife, children, grandparents, uncles, nieces, aunts, whatever, nephews, extended family and friends, where you mean what you say and you say what you mean. That natural affection is gone. And in the book of Romans, it talks about the unnatural use of our bodies, a perversion, which we now celebrate six years ago. The White House lit up like a rainbow, the symbol that God gave to Noah. After he destroyed the earth for its wickedness and sinfulness, we now blaspheme God by taking that rainbow and celebrating the very sins that God condemns, church bodies, yes, Lutheran Church, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, yes, Episcopal Church, yes, Presbyterian Church USA, yes, United Methodist Church, yes, United Church of Christ, I'm talking about you, with the rainbow stoles, parading around with your rainbow flag, with lesbian pastors, mocking God. And everybody says it's all about love. It is, it is a blindness that has come, it's a spiritual blindness that we have bought upon this world. It is a curse that is promised in the word of God. And St. Paul continues to Timothy in in verse 4 of chapter 3. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. It started in the 1960s. If it feels good, do it. You don't care. I remember a song came out now that I'm thinking about it. And you don't even, you know, we, we didn't give it a second thought when it came out. Crosby, Stills, and Nash singing, love the one you're with. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. There's no faithfulness anymore. Faithfulness is thrown away. It's for the moment, for the instant. There's that old song: "Sin will take you down as far as you'll let, <laughs> as as it, you can go." And then we have that form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That is what we see in the woke and the churches that have rejected the true gospel of Jesus Christ. They're preaching a phony and damnable gospel. They're teaching you how to go to hell. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and leave captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust. Ever learning, Uh, yeah, they like to show how smart they are. We have our degrees in colleges today. What is a college degree worth today compared to 50 years ago? It's more expensive, we'll say that much. Ever learning and ever able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the world of today. Look how fast this world changed on a dime with a pandemic. Look how fast Afghanistan fell. Look at how they're using, and and the more we learn about the real story behind January 6th, the more disgusted I get. And so, Paul gives Timothy this charge. Remember, he's a young guy. He's a young preacher, facing a, a world that doesn't know Christ, And he charges him before God. This is what he says. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. In other words, when people want to hear it and even when they don't want to hear it. How many times, and I can tell you, I know churches that have done this. They'll fire a pastor that talks about something that that church needs to know. They don't want to have their sin pointed out. So what do they do? They vote to fire them. Then they heap upon themselves somebody that makes them feel good about themselves. The pulpits do not need Dr. <laughs> Dr. Phil's. They really don't. They need people filled with the Holy Spirit of God preaching evangelistically and showing you the light of God's word and truth. Because then he says to Timothy, the time is going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but with their own lust, whether it's homosexuality or any other sin you can imagine, they'll bring to themselves teachers and they'll have their itching ears. They'll heap upon themselves these corrupted satanic teachers and, and they will smile and believe every bit of it. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they'll be turned unto fables. That is the reprobate mind we see today. How many in politics will sell their soul for their political agenda? They'll come into a church, and they'll they'll try to persuade you to vote for them, even though they believe in abortion, they believe in transgenderism, they believe in all these things, and they they want it to be taught in our public schools. The man of sin, the man of perdition, this pandemic has done one thing. It is showing us. We're getting a little bit of a glimpse When you hear people like de Blasio and others and even governors talking about a vaccine passport. The Biden administration even talking about not being able to travel across state lines unless you are vaccinated. As we try to cover the sins of bio warfare in desperation. Even people, and I'm going to play this cut real quick just so you you understand where this is coming from. There are people like the morally, intellectually, and spiritually bankrupt Don Lemon. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying these are the fruits of his TV show every night when he makes a statement just like this. Don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the
1: supermarket. Don't have the vaccine, you don't show it, can't go to the ballgame. Don't have the vaccine, can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine, can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's where I think we should be right now.
0: In all honesty, I'm not even going to address it. I'm not going to say much about it. We've talked about it on this program. I know there's some of you that have taken the vaccine. I know many others, like myself and my wife, we have chosen not to. We have serious questions and concerns. The changing narrative. Every time you turn around, the goalposts get moved. Hey, get the vaccine. No longer need a mask. Well, sorry about that. You need one anyway. Even though they don't work, we still want you to wear one. And on and on it goes. There's something that has been used about this pandemic. I'm watching the nation in which I was born and raised. I'm watching it change, and it's not for the good. With all the wonderful technology we have, our iPhones from China, our droid phones from China, our supplies and and things we buy and our clothing from foreign countries, we don't even make much anymore. We are a nation consumed by being consumers and piling on debt. And the day of reckoning is coming, and it's coming faster than you think. To watch what's supposed to be the greatest military ever put together in the history of the world, incapable of dealing with an enemy from the, literally, the dark or middle ages. Read an article. Did you know that one thing about Afghanistan that you'll never hear on the media this came from a letter. Afghanistan actually had the second fastest growing church in the world. Even in spite of the fact that it is a Muslim majority country. And now those many Christians, their lives are in peril. The Taliban has made it very clear. They're going back Going back to the evil that is found in the Quran, the fundamentalist evil that suppresses the rights and makes women chattel and goods. Christians are infidels that need to be killed. They will show no mercy. That's why many, many mothers were throwing their children over a razor wire fence to British soldiers praying to get their children out of that country. Whether you want to believe it or not, a tribulation like that is going to hit all over the world. And people like Don Lemon or Lamont, whatever, whatever, however you pronounce his name, doesn't make any difference. If you don't get the vaccine, even though it's unproven and we know it's failing and we know it's killed people, We don't know what the future holds. You need to be ostracized from our society. You need to become a non-person. Like the Soviet Union and the Chinese did. Our educational system in the United States, Britain, Canada, Australia, the Western world has been corrupting our children. We send them there and pay for this damage to be done to our children. They're indoctrinated against any values a Christian holds. And the Bible is so prophetic. I I think of these words from Hebrews chapter 6. This is what I hang on to. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which entereth into within the veil. Let me tell you something really quick. I used to be a sailor, so to speak, I understand an anchor. The sea may be turbulent on top, but it's quiet beneath where the anchor holds. We'll pick this up next week. Do you believe in the ministry of Truth to Ponder? Would you consider helping us as we we pray to expand our on-air reach? Our mailing address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 our secure box, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia. Two words Sky Valley, the state of Georgia, zip code 30537. We'll pick up on this next week. A lot more in store. Until then, may God bless you, is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com.